Hey guys, it's Chris, and I'm here to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by The Real Rider. Move over Peloton. Now is time to experience the world's first moving stationary bike. You can sculpt your body with the incredible full body workout that has proven to burn 20% more calories than a standard stationary bike. Adding turns to your spin class takes your mobility and fitness to a whole new level. Become a better athlete and ride to our virtual classes that are fun and motivating. Order yours today at www.realridercanada.ca. That's R-Y-D-E-R. So www.realridercanada.ca. Now, let's start the damn show. This is Jerome McGinley, and you're listening to Get the Puck Out. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Get the Puck Out. I'm your host, Chris Mancuso. Today, I am joined by my friend, uh, one of my favorite people in the hockey world. She kicks ass, Savarina Scazzari. Sav, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for that intro. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm all fired up this morning. I love it. Like, it's summertime. The weather's beautiful, and we have meaningful playoff hockey. Like, I know 2020 sucks, and it's a pandemic, but, like, this is kind of cool. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, how have you found watching hockey, like staying up late, like and watching watching puck in the summertime? Like it's fucking crazy. Oh my god, I don't think I've left my couch in three weeks. Like I'm in the Starbucks parking lot right now. This is the exception. But <laughs> I'm pretty much just sitting on the couch watching ten hours of hockey every day. I can't complain. I love it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's certainly awesome. And uh, you know, like we just launched our new website, and like what a time, right? I mean, nonstop hockey, full fledged. So we've been really lucky, but. Um, I wanted to talk about something, honestly, that I saw and I've, I've known about, but I didn't know like the extent or anything like that. So I wanted to get into it. I know you do work with Kidney Ontario and, um, you know, the six degree challenge. So let's talk a little bit about that and like what you're doing for the Kidney Foundation. So I've had kidney disease since I was born. So it'll be 23 years next month. And it's been a lot of ups and downs. And in the last few years, I've kind of came to terms with it and I've become more open and public with it. So then I connected with the Kidney Foundation and we started working together and I'm now an ambassador for them. So that's where the Six Degree Challenge came into play. They asked me to be a part of it because we're all connected by Six Degrees to kidney disease. And it was really exciting to be a part of that and see that I'm not on my own and there are other people dealing with the same thing. And especially with COVID, a lot of the transplants were pushed off until everything's over and then people have to go on dialysis. I even had a scare, but thankfully everything's stable. Yeah, and I was so happy to lot. we haven't had to do that yet. And I know it's crazy because like you yeah. said, with COVID, transplants get pushed back and unfortunately... Um, that's kind of the statistics and stuff you don't see is like the out the 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 fallout from those kind of situations happening. So being mm -hmm. involved with that is great. I think I saw um, is David and Sarah Ayers involved in that too. I think that he he's involved with Kidney Ontario or what's he involved with? Yeah, so I had seen him in that epic game. I don't think anybody's gonna forget about that for no, a while. That's my favorite game. Um, oh yeah, even like as a Leafs fan, I was cheering for him. 
So I seen that. I reached out to his wife, Sarah, on Twitter. We connected and we're really close friends now. So then I connected them with the Kinney Foundation and we all worked together collectively to raise $90,000 for the foundation. Wow, that's fucking awesome. And like his story was awesome. I was lucky, like I blogged mm-hmm. for uh, Dean Blundell at the same time Sarah kind of was. So I kind of got mm-hmm. like a little quick introduction. I don't know where well we follow yeah. each other, but she's super funny, mm-hmm. super nice. Seems mm-hmm. like a great supportive wife. He's a lucky guy, but all of us are lucky. We have hockey on right now, Montreal mm-hmm. Canadiens and Philadelphia Flyers. I mean, like that's a 2-1 series. What's been like the biggest surprise for you so far? This playoffs outside Toronto losing in round zero instead of round one. Oh my God. I mean, it's been tough because I work with a lot of these guys, so I don't know who to cheer for. I'm like, I want them all to do well. And even the Flyers and Half series, you know, like I have Nate and Travis on the Flyers, and then Kirk got promoted to head coach. For yeah, the abs, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I want to win. Like, I want you both to win and do well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, you get stuck in that position, right? Where you're like, I got a client <laughs> here, client here. You got Trocheck is <laughs> in the playoffs, and yep. Carolina's on the brink of elimination there. But you never know. This playoffs have been crazy. They blew that lead last night. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> like that must have given James Reimer nightmares back to that one game back, um, back in 2013. Oh yeah. That was it's like rough. they fell asleep during that last period. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened. Like Boston looked so bad, but it was funny because we do like some in-game betting and stuff like that because we have a gambling show on the mm-hmm. website, right? So like now I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. And I did that, and when the Bruins went down uh, two nothing, I'm like I'm putting fifteen bucks on the Bruins. Ended up winning like seventy bucks off of it. Like it was just yeah. such a stupid thing, but no, it's been a lot of fun so far. Um, this playoffs now mm-hmm. you're involved with something else too like radix why don't you kind of tell people what that is and am i saying it right mm-hmm. because like i'm i'm like one of those like super dense canadians that's like a super hard I, so i'll be like radix hey eh? is that how you say it <laughs> you know that's how i've been saying it some people call it radix i say whatever you feel good with that's cool with me um but we're just launching this sports marketing company and it's founded by the same people that brought 44 concierge and nate thompson is also behind it and we're just getting down to the root of a player what makes them tick what they're passionate about and that's what separates us from other marketing companies so i'm excited to get that going um we're finally getting everything kind of set up and hopefully we'll get things going in the off season yeah, definitely, definitely. That's really cool. And 44 Concierge, anybody doesn't know, you guys kind of handle the things that players want you to take care of. Like say if uh, like say mm-hmm. one of your clients has to travel, wants to go on a family vacation. Is that something that mm-hmm. you would then in turn go and set up for them and make sure they're, they're on the, the flights that they need to be on and they have everything booked and good? That's kind of the idea we're going with. I'm not far off base with that. <laughs> yeah, no, anything they need off the ice, even if there's certain products that they want. We take care of all of that. Oh, that's really cool then. So if you're uh, one of the clients mm-hmm. on, on your list, then certainly uh, they're getting taken care of well. Now I want to go through quickly with you the series so far and what you think is going to happen even based on where they are now. So mm-hmm. we have that one verse eight. Mm-hmm. Flyers, Montreal. Flyers lead the series two to one. How do you see that mm-hmm. series? How do you see that series ending? I think Flyers should take them. How many games do you think they got? I mean, they should have a couple more games. I was surprised that one game when Kirk was promoted head coach and they just came buzzing the Habs and they were all over the Flyers. I think it was 5 nothing at the end. Yeah, they won 5 nothing that game. So that's what I mean. You've seen two really tight wins yeah. for Philly. 
and when Montreal's done it, they they've uh, mm-hmm. you know they slapped them. So I think that Philly's probably yeah. going to win it in six games. I think Montreal could get tonight, mm-hmm. and Philly probably gets the next two, something like that. Surprising yeah. too is the Washington Capitals on the brink of elimination, down three nothing. They've looked horrible oh. so far. I am so happy about that because I love Barry Trotz and I want to see him get all the success. (laughs) Me too, especially after they didn't hire him back after they won the Stanley Cup. They cheaped out. They wouldn't give him the money. Like, bro, are you kidding me? That's one of the best Mm -hmm. coaches in in the game of hockey. And yeah, like you said, Barry Barry Trotz is a marvel. What he's done with this Islanders team that Mm -hmm. honestly, they're a good team, but there's not like, there's not one player maybe outside Barzell that you're like, wow, Mm -hmm. he's incredible. They're just hard work, determination and coaching Mm -hmm. really pays pays off for, for those guys a hundred percent. Now, one other thing I wanted to get into along the way here was just like, you know, you're, you're, you're representing these players. What's the most difficult challenge for you in your, in your day-to-day job doing what you do? I think it's just setting off a cutoff time because I love my work so much and I get so excited that I just want to do it 24-7, but also I need to learn to relax and just take a break from my phone and enjoy time with friends and family. Yeah, you know what? Ever since um, we started the website here, uh, it's nonstop, 24-7. I'm on my phone. I saw my screen time. I have an iPhone. And it'll tell you like your weekly screen time. I was fucking embarrassed. Oh, I turned mine off because I didn't want to look at it. Like I'm not going to own up to this. It was like you averaged 11 hours and 15 minutes (laughs) a day. I was like, oh my God, do my family and friends even know me anymore? Like exactly. And like, you know, you're like involved in a completely different area, but when you want to work in this industry or make anything happen, like it's, you know, Mm -hmm. it's full send. It's your, it's your entire Mm -hmm. life. Um, So you have a bunch of clients, some current, some former, what's the biggest difference between dealing with guys who are maybe playing now and then guys who played mm-hmm. before, like, uh, is there like a, I mean, obviously age is the one thing, but like, what's the biggest difference in like having to represent them? Is it harder to represent a current player or is it harder to represent someone who's already played before? Um, I think the alumni, I mean, they're more available because they're not really doing a whole lot. They're not yeah. playing where with the current players, you have to connect with the media people for the team. You have to connect with the marketing people. Some teams are more strict than others. So it's, there's more hurdles to hop over, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that because um, like certain organizations are just like, you got to run everything through them. And then there's other guys that we've seen mm-hmm. in podcasting where like, they can just be like, oh, I want to come on this and it's no big deal, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it is about navigating yeah. the rest of the league and learning out what franchises are... Uh, uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to ask you that question because you're in it. I was going to be like, what, no. what, 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 fra- what franchise sucks the worst to deal with? But I will, I'll keep yeah. that question for no. myself because I'm, pre- I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, I like my job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what teams that would be anyway. So I'm just going to put that one in my pocket. And we'll save that for the speculation. But uh, <laughs> what else you got going on, uh, Sav? What, 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 do you have any other big projects coming up? Anything, uh, anything you're working on? Anything that's... Uh, that's got your, your attention right now, or is it just Radix and building the new business? Mostly just Radix. I took over part of the family cheese business, so there's that. That's completely different oh, from hockey, so it's just I love juggling cheese. the two. <laughs> Really? I love I love cheese. Yeah, like my favorite cheese ever is is like jalapeno Havarti. 
So like big oh my god, prov- so good. Oh, provolone matzah. Like, I'm a cheese connoisseur. Like I wish I would have known that before yeah. we came in. We might have just cut an entire podcast on cheese. <laughs> so you, fam- family, <laughs> family cheese business. Has has that been going on yeah. since you your whole life, or what? Uh, what what what's we, that like? Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it would be I think sixty years this month. Oh, wow. My grandfather started it, then my dad took over, and now I'm just taking part of the retail part of it. So, I mean, right now, like, I'm not, obviously, not going to work because I'm high risk. So, my dad's been my employee, so to speak. Yeah. And he's been really good at showing me the ropes to everything. And it's really cool to learn business, and you learn a lot about life, too. Yeah, definitely. Now, is that something you guys do like out of a farm? Like, is it off a farm or is that something that you, you then like bring it in or like kind of thing, like bring the, we bring it in. however you make cheese. <laughs> yeah, no, we bring it in. Cheese connoisseur, but. Yeah, I don't even know that either, but no, we just bring it in because he does wholesale during the week and then retail on the weekend. Oh, that's wicked. Well, there you go. I mean, she's killing it in the hockey world. She's in the cheese world. Which, like, you know what? Ritzy people, like, you know, guys like these hockey players, like, where, where, when you go to a party or something like that, there's cheese everywhere. You could combine the two businesses. You could, like, supply the cheese for the, swanky, the swanky party. So, you uh, a little business idea for you there. Um, <laughs> next season, slated to start December 21st. We've seen the success of the NHL bubble mm-hmm. so far with being able to do it um, with the playoff teams. But next season, you know, like, other teams it's a schedule they're gonna have to play each other do you think they're gonna have a hard time getting the regular season off the ground as opposed to having a bubble style I mean this has been so great I mean not one positive test they've done like 10 over 10,000 fucking tests and not one positive um but when it comes time next year when like Dallas and Boston has to play and then they got to play Arizona and then they got to go and play Toronto and Philly like that's gonna make things tough to get it off the ground for December 1st no well, that's what I'm thinking. Even they're expecting a second wave. So I'm like, is that going to delay it? Are they going to have to do another bubble situation and change the matchups? Are guys going to be willing to stay in the bubble for that long? There's a lot of things to take into consideration. So I think they're just playing it by ear right now. And we'll see how that all unfolds. Yeah, definitely. And here's a question I have for you. We saw, you know, you work alongside these players and everything and, you know, it's tough, right? I mean, they have families at home, but also, you know, yeah. it's a it's a great mm-hmm. job and it's a great commitment. Tuka Rask shows up mm-hmm. to the bubble for the Boston Bruins. Kind of seems mm-hmm. to have really bad body language the whole time. He wasn't enjoying mm-hmm. himself. I mean, he came out after the mm-hmm. one that it's not fun. You know, there's no crowd. Mm-hmm. And then the next day he opts out and goes home. The Bruins say it's not for a family mm-hmm. emergency that he wanted to be with the Bruins. How do you feel about that? Like him coming and opting out, or is it like one of those things where it's a pandemic and you're like, no, no, he can just go? Or was he just not enjoying it and decided to say, fuck it? Like, how do you see it? I think it's it's a pandemic and, you know, he has a newborn at home. It's tough on a lot of the guys to be away from their families during these times. And I don't know if there's more happening behind the scenes and he just doesn't want to open up to the public. I feel like that would be a pretty good reason for leaving, like not even an hour before the game started. Yeah, and that's the thing too, is like many people don't know, like that came out, but like it wasn't like they talked about it the night before. Like everything I've been told, like Mm -hmm. that happened that morning. Like it just woke up and was like, I'm done on that. 
So I didn't know if mm-hmm. that would be, so, I mean, it is a pandemic, you miss your family, but like, mm-hmm. there was like four, four weeks to do that too, right? Like where they were in training camp, mm-hmm. bubbled off. And you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 he's definitely the first to do it. Do you think it's going to start a trend of guys who maybe throughout this playoffs get homesick or do you think it'll be a one-off situation? I think it'll just be a one-off situation. And even I think they were going to put him on the bench anyways for that game. So he probably figured he was better off going home to his family than watching from the bench. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, you said it, it's a pandemic, right? It's a different situation if he just decided to take the Mm -hmm. time off um, in the regular season for no reason in the middle of the playoffs, everyone would hate his guts. I think you got to give him some of the benefit of the doubt. I think the timing was a bit strange, especially after those comments, which, wouldn't have been well received if I was in the locker room and he's like, Oh, it's not fun. It's hard to get <laughs> yeah. up for it. And Brandon Carlos sitting next yeah. to him, like sucking wind. Cause he just played so hard all game. It's like, yeah, maybe it was boring <laughs> yeah. for you. This guy's dying, but that's awesome. Lots of playoff hockey left. Uh, Sav, I know you got business calls, things to take care of boss lady shit um, to do. So I will leave it at this. We'll definitely catch up the rest of the way. And obviously there'll be more storylines and stuff like that. We'll monitor Barry Trotz has his uh, former team on the brink of a sweep tonight at eight o'clock. That'll be interesting. We'll kick back in this week and talk, but Sav, let everybody know where they can find you uh, on social media and uh, anything else you feel like plugging before we leave. Yeah, so at Sabrina PR on Instagram and Twitter and Sabrina.com. I've been away from it for the last year, but I want to get things going again in the next little while. That's awesome, guys. Sabrina Scazzari. Radex 44 concierge, uh, player representative. Thank you so much for dropping by uh, the Get the Puck Out podcast. Always good talking to you, and it's always good to get your perspective on things because, like, you're in the industry and you're like a female, but like, you're not anti hockey, which t- kind of happens sometimes. So, like, that's why I think you and me get on. Like, I remember when a situation happened in the NHL and everyone was freaking out. I asked you about it being like, Oh, what do you think about that? And you're like, that shit gets said all the time. So I was like, okay, cool. Me and Saver, me and Saver, good. Um, good for thanks for coming by, and uh, we'll talk to you again later this week. Thank you for having me. Have a good one. That was Saverina Scazzari, guys, on Get the Puck Out.